Welcome to Action's Antidotes, your antidote to the mindset that keeps you settling for less. In the last episode, we talked about my friend Keith developing a whole new system to replace our applicant tracking system. So we're going to find a better way to connect employees to employers. However, there are other ways to make connections. And one of those ways that a lot of people often ignore is networking. My guest today, Andrea Masick, is a woman that actually helped me quite a bit on my own job search journey last year and is also starting a new initiative around helping people with their networking game. Andrea Masick is the founder of AIM Consulting, spelled A-Y-M. Andrea, welcome to the program. Thanks, Steve, for having me. It's so fun to connect with you and support you in a different way. So this is really fun. It's always interesting to have these relationships that take on a couple of different forms. And one of the weird things I always say is that this podcast, the first 10, 12 episodes really began with just me talking to my friends so and <laughs> sharing it out here. So it is, it is important to cover all that. Networking. Well, first of all, actually, before we can get into networking, um, tell us a little bit about what, what AIM Consulting, your, your full business is all about. Sure. Thank you. So yeah, my name is Andrea Masick, and I am speaking to your community. Hi, everyone, today as the founder and CEO of my career coaching business, AIM Consulting. And so I started this business after I got laid off back in 2019 for my corporate healthcare career. I was in healthcare for almost 10 years. And um, this really was out of necessity and out of my own experience, if you will. So I started my career, like a lot of people not knowing what I was going to do. I actually was dropped into the job search in 2008 during the Great Recession, you know, two degrees in hand, ready to like go conquer the world. Yeah. And the the market had other plans for me. So I became my own career coach kind of early on in my career and really had to develop different skills and pivot and understand the market in ways that you know, that's a whole other podcast episode. Well, yeah, for sure. College, college does not prepare you. So, oh yeah, um, I've I've mentioned that plenty of times about yeah. our education system teaching you you get one wrong answer you're going to fail and failing's the worst thing ever and that's just not how the world works. Not how the world works. No, I'm happy to come back and rant with you about that topic. <laughs> I used to work at a college. I was a career advisor. Um, so long story short, over the past you know 10, 15 years, I've been able to grow and pivot my career in a multitude of ways. And networking has been that foundation. And um, while I was working, I was an HR business partner. I was in you know healthcare for a long time. One of my main passions was and expertise areas was supporting my team. I grew and developed my team. A lot of my team got promoted and moved on after working with them and coaching them. So I had been doing coaching informally, if you will, for almost 10 years before I stood up my business. So Mm -hmm. my business was just a formalized version of what I had been doing and supporting job seekers and professionals for 10 years. So this was me stepping into that role fully and doing that. So now as a career coach, I uh, focus mainly on supporting mid to experienced professional women. So 10 to 30 years. And I really help them overcome or identify and overcome barriers in their careers to really find what's best for them. In your whole journey into becoming, you know, your own company, was networking a big part of it? How did networking, you know, play a role as in that this is like your new initiative that you're taking on? 100%. So just to clarify too, so with my with my clients and my work that I do as a as a coach, I support individuals. Um, actually, Steve and I are friends and we worked together last year. He was a client of mine. Um, so I do work with men on exception. Men know I'm not hating on you. I just, you know, as a, as a woman, I align more with women. 
I provide services for networking and also career development and exploration, really helping women find their best path. So networking is one of those core foundations. And as you shared earlier, you know, the ATS and job boards are not the only way to find a job. Unfortunately, job seekers tend to be told that's one of the only paths to go down when it's not networking. 85% of jobs, 85%, that's a crazy stat. 85% of jobs are filled through networking. That was from an article by Career Contessa. They're a reputable career Mm -hmm. source. Um, They released an article recently with networking. Anyway, all that to say, networking is important because people hire people. People connect with people. We we connect with individuals that are like us. We want to learn from, challenge us. So networking is always important. And yes, it is absolutely critical in how I stood up my business. I networked with other female entrepreneurs before starting my business to really understand what were their challenges? What did they do? What were their first steps? How did they go about doing that? And I really encourage professionals at any stage, any level of career, whether you're a job seeker or not, to use networking to support you. So networking has absolutely been pivotal every step of my career. And it sounds like one of the interesting and important things that you just brought up is that it wasn't just networking with potential clients, networking to try to find your customers or even to find like your partners, you started out by networking with people who have already been on that similar journey as you to get notes to say, hey, you know, you started your own business. What were the pitfalls? What were the things you didn't think about? Yes, which is incredibly important. You know, networking, again, is a tool that you can use no matter what your interest. Again, if you're trying to set up a business, if you're a job seeker, if you're developing a career, you like what you're doing. Yes, you really want to have three main types of connections if you're if you're networking to really support yourself. And one of those is people that are where you want to be. So in my case, my end state, I wanted business to be my end state. I wanted to be a successful yeah. entrepreneur. So not only did I talk to entrepreneurs, but I talked to entrepreneurs at every phase of the journey. So, you know, women that had were three months into business, women that were a year, you know, 15 months, five years, 10 years, really, and looking at the stepping stones. So one of the connections you want to have in your network is people who are where you actually want to end up and learn from them. So I can go into the other ones, but I want to make sure I answer your questions. But that's, yes, exactly what I did is looking at and connecting with those individuals to understand what my journey could be like. Yeah, I think the the phrase, and sometimes I misattribute it to the rapper Pitbull. I'm sure it came before him. Is <laughs> show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Yes, I love that's so true. Wise <laughs> <laughs> Pitbull. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if someone said it before, but he was the last person I heard saying that phrase. <laughs> so I'll make that quote. But yeah, so you're saying like people who are kind of like ahead of you on your journey, people who are already in the spot you want to be. Uh, what are the other two groups of people that you want to have in your network? Or types of people, yeah, so you, sorry, types of people. Yes, types of people and connections, 100%. So you want somebody who has a similar background as yours as well. Any different parts of your background that you're curious about. So the way that you grew up, your your ethnicity, your gender, you know how you identify. So your personal characteristics, but also your professional characteristics. You know, are your, is your education the same? What are your experiences? What skills do you have? What are your natural strengths? So you want to look at kind of the aggregate of the person and really see. And I say similar because you want to, again, identify different steps you can take. And it doesn't have to be cookie cutter. I don't want people to be cookie cutter into their paths, but it really gives you a sense of what could happen. So that's Mm -hmm. one part. 
we already talked about, or excuse me, that's one connection. We already yeah. talked about the second connection, which is or where you want to be. And the third type would be, so where you want to end up, um, that also have been where you are now currently. Again, so again, you know, similar background to you, they're kind of at the end state where you want to end up and then are where you are now. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to give you three phases of perspective, right? So your past, present, and future essentially is the type of connections that you're looking at. Okay. And again, it's going to give you that reflection in different perspective. Again, past, present, and future to see, again, what are their strengths? What are their talents? What's really helped propel them forward? So you want to have a mixture of connections in your network so you can get that information and get perspective. So and, I'll pause there. <laughs> and when you talk about past, a couple things that come to mind is, first of all, is it important because having someone in your network that understands what you've been through, understands what yes. it's like to overcome that specific obstacle, and in which case, whether you're talking about like demographics or psychographics or any of the other things that exactly. people characterize people as, it's more likely to kind of figure out within yourself, okay, this is the part of my experience that is, I don't know, just a key aspect of how I grew up, a key aspect of how, whether it be for me, I grew up in the Long Island suburbia or right. something, right? You know, whatever, whatever you come up with, that that's the key thing, that's going to be like what forces which connections in that whole past segment, right? Yes. And so there's a couple of reasons for that. One, you know, yes, we all are human and we want to vent. So yes, there's going to be some level of maybe support and commiseration depending on where you're at. What I don't want is that people get stuck in the commiserate part, right? What it really is, is to help you brainstorm, create solutions, get perspective. Because for example, and I'm using career changers or job seekers as the example, because that's the the population that I, I support and serve in my business. Um, so for example, you know, we're in a market right now that's very interesting, right? There's layoffs, you know, tech, the tech industry has been shaken, but the job market's actually still really strong. But a lot of people are experiencing, you know, layoffs at a high rate. So for example, if you are looking for a new position and you are a career changer or a job seeker, having somebody who's been through a layoff right now or has in the past is really going to be supportive to you. So again, you can get that perspective, you know, compare strategies, get information from each other and share solutions. So that's really important. So you want to have support through every phase that you're going through, which is why those three connections are so important. And also how important is it to make connections? Say you're starting to get some traction in your business, or you've gotten your career change, you've done well to kind of pay it forward to people who are now hoping to get to where you are. So like you're kind of their future connection in a way. Yeah. So this is great. So this goes to a concept that I talk about a lot um, when I am coaching on networking and which is how to add value. So there's a few different ways to add value. And this is honestly a concept that trips people up. They get intimidated of, you know, how do I add value? You know, may not Mm -hmm. have the expertise that I want, might not have the knowledge base that I want. How do I do this? So there's intangible and tangible value that you can add. So the intangible value would be what you're talking about is the act of reciprocity. Offering right away, you know, hey, Steve, we've connected. I'm not sure what your goal is or what you want to do, but, you know, share with me more about that. So just asking that person can be really helpful. You're reciprocating, you're asking about them. And then you can also offer to connect them with your network. You know, Steve, thanks so much for talking. You know, based on our conversation, you mentioned you're building your business. You know, you're focused on, you know, XYZ. I'd love to offer you to connect with my network down the road when you're ready. Let me know when you want to take me up on that. That's intangible value. That person may not cash that in, if you will, right away, but that's adding value. 
So to your point, that's paying it forward. The more tangible pieces that people think of, um, which can create intimidation, but there's simple ways to do that would be, for example, on LinkedIn. I'm going to use LinkedIn as a platform. It is the biggest professional networking platform you can use. There's 900 million active users. That's insane. A lot of opportunity to connect with people. A lot. I don't work for LinkedIn, everybody. I just use it. I use it. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to put that in there. I'm not being paid to say this. (laughs) Um, But LinkedIn, for example, a tangible way to add value and build that relationship when you're networking is to share someone's post, to write a thoughtful comment, to add your insight. You know, and that way, Mm -hmm. if you're running a business, trying to create a business, building your reputation, a job seeker, no matter what you're doing, you're adding value. So for example, I'm a content creator on LinkedIn. I'm a business owner. I'm actively promoting my business. I'm looking for amazing clients to support. I post content five to six days a week. I absolutely remember names and faces of professionals that comment on my posts, that share my content, that support me. Um, So I'm touching on a couple of concepts here that you're adding value by doing that, but you're also building the relationship and you're warming up that relationship. You're getting touch points with that person before you even ask or introduce yourself. That goes a long way. So... You know, I go into much more depth in my coaching practice and with oh, yeah. my clients on this, but those are just two key concepts. What are the biggest mistakes people make when networking? Because people sure. always say like, I need to network, but that's just four, yeah. four words, right? So like, right. you know, then right. you have to think about like, okay, where should I be going? What people should I be talking to? Other than the obvious mistakes of, okay, you went to that one networking event at a bar and you had too many drinks. Right. Right. So great question. So a couple of things. One is not making the time to do it, right? To your point. So not putting the consistency and the action behind the word. And I know that can be intimidating. I know it can be scary to say like, hey, okay, I'm actively now going to connect with people. But really, number one mistake is not networking consistently. Because again, networking is career insurance. Again, 85% of jobs are filled through networking. People want to connect with people. They're going to they're going to support you. So you need to be networking all the time, no matter if you're looking for a job or not. Yeah. So not doing it is the number one mistake I see. The second mistake is not getting clear on your goal or your intent for that conversation. So meaning, okay, I want to network. I'm going to go to this event, you know, see if so seeing an event, you know, at a bar in, in Denver, I'm going to go network with them. Okay, great. But why? Are you doing that? What is your number one intent? Do you want to um, ask Steve one question about his business? Do you want to ask him how he started his business? Do you want to know the number one thing he did to create a business? Do you want to know what marketing tool he uses? You know, really be clear on your intent because clarity is value. When you are clear and go into a conversation with clarity, you are helping that person, right? You're not all over the board. You're not lost in your own thoughts. You're adding value right off the bat. So that's mm-hmm. mistake number two. And then mistake number three is one of my golden rules for my pillars of networking is making it about yourself, which sounds counterintuitive, right? If you're networking, but you need to find a way. And I coach on this as the number one place I support people networking is it is about you because you want to meet your goal. You want to, you know, get 
something out of it, but you need to approach it about that person, make them feel important, make them be valued and not in a fake way, in a really sincere way. Yeah. So it's like when you're dating, right? You're going on a date. You want to make that person feel special, feel heard, make them feel important. It's the same thing with networking. You need to shift that focus to that person. So concrete example, Steve, if you and I are a networking event yep. and I wanted to approach you as a business owner, I would listen to your podcast. Yeah. I would listen to a couple episodes, right? And say, Steve, hey, you know, listen to your, your last 10 episodes. And I was really, you know, really drawn to X topic. I'd love to learn more about that. Could you share more about how you research that topic? So my intent is to learn a specific part of your business, but I'm making it about you. I didn't go in and say, hey, Steve, like, tell me all about your business because I want to know how to do it and I want to make XYZ money. No, that's me-centric. I made it about you. And I think a lot of people have been at networking events where they've encountered that one person that instantly goes into pitch mode. And I don't even want to get into the common professions. I, I know we all have that sure. in our head of which professions <laughs> commonly uh, those people belong to, but people who are instantly into pitch mode, they'll start a conversation for like maybe even a couple minutes, but then they're essentially instantly putting you into their sales funnel. Yes. Right. So I don't want you guys to be that person. So don't make that mistake of leading with your pitch, lead with value, lead with making it about them. So yeah, a great example. And so you mentioned that it's important to network even when you're not specifically looking for something. Because like, obviously we all see the people, we all know the people in our lives who suddenly go on to LinkedIn and you know that they're like, oh, this person must be dissatisfied with their job because they went from ignoring LinkedIn for six months to suddenly posting every day. Right, right. So like I mentioned earlier, networking can really be viewed as career insurance, but it's also smart. Our careers, our lives are a series of conversations, right? So if you want to ask your friend for a favor or you want to ask your boss to work from home three days a week, you're trying to have an exchange there, right? You need to mm -hmm. propose a value a value proposition that's going to inherently serve both parties. Your, our lives, our careers are a series of conversations. Networking at its foundation is a conversation. So it just makes sense to practice good connection and conversational skills because that's just going to support you no matter what you are, especially in your career. So for example, with your career, out of the gate, your career is a series of conversations. You're communicating through a job application. You're communicating on your resume. Then you're in an interview. Then you're in negotiation. Then you're on a team. It's really important, again, that you build that skill set and you practice those conversational skills, no matter if you're looking for a job or not. Because yeah, to your point, you don't just want to cash that in with your network when you want a favor, right? You want to be that person who is known for adding value to supporting others to who is reliable and who is reciprocal, right? Who's not just taking, but is also giving. That's really the core of it. It's good common sense to build your value and to build your network before you need it. And you talk about having a clear purpose, whether mm -hmm. you're going to a networking event or going onto LinkedIn, but usually I think about going to a networking event, how, how specific does that purpose need to be? Like someone go to an event and just say, I want to connect with people in this general industry or this general job category and just connect. Does that count as a clear enough purpose? I would challenge that person to go one level deeper and I will preface that I am a clarity coach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Steve knows my whole, one of my main foundations with my clients is let's go deeper. Let's really understand because 
with specificity, brings clarity, brings intent, brings action, brings results. So it's a it's a chain reaction in a positive way. So for that person, let's say, yes, I want to learn about technology. Let's just use that as an example. Okay. okay. Technology is extremely broad. Yeah. Extremely, <laughs> right? Really broad, yeah. Just really anything. broad, right? <laughs> Tech touches every aspect of our life right now. So I would encourage that person to really go a level deeper, maybe even two, and say, okay, if I'm interested in moving into the technology space, what about technology do I actually want to learn about? Is it tech in healthcare? Is it tech in you know the automotive industry? Is it tech for you know efficiency? Like what is the technology? Is it tech for health? Like what is the tech you're actually looking at? And then when you go to that event, but understand what it is about the industry you're trying to explore. Do you want to understand the types of companies that are available, the type of people that work in that organization? or that type of industry yeah. on the types of jobs that are available, you know, again, zoom out tech versus I want to understand opportunities in tech versus I want to understand, you know, top five companies in tech. And then I want to understand maybe top five jobs in tech. That's really narrowing it down. And you're going to support yourself and making connections. I think that makes some sense because sometimes you're going to be in an exploratory phase, whether it be absolutely I'm dissatisfied with my job, I want to know what's next, or I just exited and I, you know, I'm doing nothing now, but I want to come up with a new idea, which I've met plenty of amazing people in that particular phase. Hundred percent, and exploration is really key and very critical. And I really encourage my clients to explore when you're looking for a new job. Really, what we want to do there again, though, is have clarity before we explore. So, you know, why are we exploring? Are you exploring because you don't like your boss? You're bored at work. You want to grow. You want more pay. Where is the intent or the curiosity coming from? So that's what I mean, like by getting really specific and clear with where that exploration need or curiosity is coming from. There could be different facets of your your life, both personal and professional, that's coming from. But when you have that clarity, then again, you're driving intentional action. You're having more focus of why you're going to that event, why you're connecting with specific type of people. And I'm sure that given you know your coaching business as well as your current, you know, new initiative to help people with networking, that you yourself go to a lot of networking events. Do you have any stories about people since you have all this knowledge now where you meet them and you're like, oh my God, this person is the worst networker of all time? <laughs> oh man, I don't want to call anybody out, but um, I will I will offer this. And this is something that I know a lot of people are intimidated by and are curious about You know how to start with networking. One, I'm a natural networker. I am yeah. an extreme and extrovert. But what I want people to know is one, you don't have to be like me or Steve and be, you know, pretty extroverted individuals to network successfully or have it be supportive to you, no matter what you're doing. There are absolutely ways you can network as an introvert. For example, what I shared earlier, sharing content on LinkedIn, commenting on other people's posts is a great way actually as an introvert to network because you're leaning into your natural strength of observation. You're kind of getting the lay of the land online before you interact. So one, you don't have to be an extreme introvert or extrovert, excuse me, to network success successfully. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, since the pandemic, I haven't gone to a high number or a high volume of in-person networking events. I have really capitalized on the virtual world and network a lot with people 
domestically in the U.S., but also internationally through through um, virtual calls, you know, through mm-hmm. a phone call, if you will, or just, you know, a Zoom call. So that's really supported me. And I'm, I'm new, actually, to my community. I just moved from Chicago after 15 years to Salt Lake City, Utah. And so for me, it's going to local businesses, going to, you know, where I live, introducing myself, meeting people and doing it that way. So I want people to know too, networking doesn't have to be a traditional going to an event, you know, balancing a beverage and a plate, right? While you talk to people, (laughs) it can networking. One of the biggest value adds of networking is you can start where you are with people that, you know, your family, your friends, you guys, the awkward person in your family that you avoid at every family event, that's actually a great way to practice networking. If you can talk <laughs> to that person, you can talk to anybody. Yeah. Okay. So I really want people to get, you know, have that takeaway from this conversation is you can network right now with what you have, with who you know, and start there. Start with who you know, start talking to family members, start talking to friends, and really get practice with networking. But kind of the awkward family member is probably a call out I would have is the person who like won't end the conversation, keeps adding on to the conversation. That's a bad, not the greatest networker. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. As someone that doesn't know when it's time to move on. And so what you're saying is that for the people who are, you know, maybe introverted or maybe just feeling a little bit of awkwardness around, you know, not necessarily comfortable with just going up to a random person or going up to someone in general, the easiest way for them to get involved in networking is either through LinkedIn or through friends and family, maybe go to your friend's party and talk to the person that you haven't talked to before. Yes. Cause here's why Steve is you want to build that muscle. You want to set yourself up for success. The more that you practice having conversations with people that you know, and in environments that you're more comfortable and feel familiar in, that muscle is going to build. You're going to get more confident in that. You're going to get more practice with that. And then you're going to be able to level up and go to events or talk to people that you don't know. But I want people to really get practice with their comfort level first before you stretch. So in the job search world, this looks like, you know, don't go talk to your number one company out of the gate. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go talk to company, you know, maybe nine or 10 on your list versus number one or three on your list, right? So get that repetition and practice sending those messages, practice having those conversations and warm up and build to that before you kind of go for the gold, if you will. So, and that makes sense both in job searching as well as business developing, right? Like if you have this idea of like what type of clients, of course, like if you're B2C, you probably have so many people that you can target that is there's room to make those first mistakes and just find more people. But if you're B2B, you probably need to employ a pretty similar idea of like your number one, oh, this is the company I really want to do business with. You might sure. wait until you've had a couple under your belt. Yeah, because you want to go with that that acumen, right? And you want to go with that confidence. What motivated you to add this networking component to your already successful business and helping people with career transition and in landing those new jobs? Yes, yeah, a great question. So I've been in business almost four years, which is crazy to think about. It's been long and short at the same time. So I've always incorporated um, networking strategies and tools into my coaching practice with my clients one-on-one. What's new and what you're talking about is really um, opening up this the support and the strategies to people and professionals that are not working with me one-on-one. 
So I've launched a networking masterclass that I run a few times a year. And it's a live 90-minute event where I'm actively giving people strategies and um, proven practices for networking to take them through a step-by-step approach to networking, mm-hmm. to make it very simple, to break it down, to really build their foundations of networking. And then that also includes a live Q&A portion and coaching portion with me where they get to ask questions and really get support right then and there. So that's one way I've really launched and offered more accessibility to me to really support people with networking. Not only because one, have I built my own career through networking. Uh, Fun fact, I've only applied, formally applied for one job. I've applied to all my other jobs after getting the job. So I've secured every job through networking. Yeah. And then you have to do that I've secured every job through networking. Yeah. And I've applied to 95% of my jobs as a formality after getting the offer. I've only applied to one job before getting the offer. (laughs) (laughs) So networking has proven successful for me for 15 years repeatedly. And it's also repeatedly supported my clients. I've had clients... My most recent um, success story with my client, she was laid off um, just two weeks ago and less than two weeks later had an offer in hand from her network. Didn't even apply, no job boards, no job boards, no applications, just networking. So from layoff to offer was two weeks. And she's still getting offers from her network. So she hasn't even gone on the market. She was snatched from the market before she could even process she was laid off. Um, my other client just landed, uh, landed her dream contract um, to start her business while she's working full-time through her network. Her network you know, brought her that opportunity. So what I, what I coach on and what I teach on in this workshop is practices that support people to grow their career and to really move where they want to go. So the live workshop is one option. And I also offer it on demand. If you want to watch it on your own time, I offer it on demand as well. And so... With your workshop, are you mostly targeting or mostly working with people who are extremely novice at networking? The people who have that that butterfly, that you know, whatever that <laughs> yeah. cringe moment when they even think about the idea of networking, or are you looking for people more, a little bit more advanced? Great question. So this particular workshop is for all levels of professionals, and that's the beauty of it. Is no matter what level you're at, whether you're just starting networking and you're not sure where where to start, where to go, or you want a refresher. This workshop is for everyone because again, no matter what stage, what level of career, networking is going to support you and open doors. So it's for all levels. Everyone who wants to come, anybody who wants to come, I really encourage them because I teach the foundations. And if anyone wants to come to one of your sessions or you know approach you about your coaching services, what would be the best way to find you online or reach you? Yeah, thanks for asking. So I know Steve is going to put this in the show notes, but I am on LinkedIn five to six days a week. I hang out there all the time. So please connect with me. I welcome your messages. Practice with me. Send me those networking messages and connect with me. It's Andrea Yakov Masic on LinkedIn. And then um, my workshop is actually on pause for the summer. I'm having fun for the summer, but the on-demand course is available. And so that link I know will be in the show notes for people to access and, and purchase. The next live event will be in early October. Nice. Well, congratulations. First of all, congratulations on making it four years into the business because I know people start businesses and never know where they're actually going to go. And it takes a lot of uh, ups and downs. It takes a lot of... Absolutely. (laughs) You know, whether it be disappointments about like, you know, attendance at events or taking a little longer to get client bases and stuff like that. And then also congratulations on kind of taking this new initiative on helping people with networking because 
you know, it seems like a really big deal. And we um, talked last week about how no one really, really appreciates these applicant tracking systems that just put the applications in, in chronological order. And then everyone looks for keywords that don't really help with anything. So hopefully you can help a lot more people reach that point that you mentioned your last couple of clients that were able to really kind of smooth out that transition from either getting laid off or just wanting a new job. Yes. Thank you for all the the kind words and congratulations. It really means a lot. And I am so proud of you to watch you like blossom your business and have it and go, your podcast is an amazing way to support other people too. So I'm really happy to be a part of it. And thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. And I would also like to thank everyone out there for listening. I hope you all have some inspiration. And I also wish you all some good networking and some positive engagement with other human beings in general, whether you want a job or just want to be part of a community and have people who support and care about you. 